Hey guys, and welcome to DJ, DJ Talk. Talk. I'm D, And I'm Jay. And welcome to our third episode. So we just want to warn you guys that it's going to be a little graphic, um, a little explicit. Explicit. <laughs> so if you have any kids that are listening, um, just be aware. Just be aware because it's going to be very graphic. Yes. But um, we're going to start off with... Um, ask us anything segment because someone did ask us a question um and it was one of my co-workers shout out to kim w Woo-hoo. hello kim w <laughs> so she asked me if i was ever going back to work um so backstory um i had the second child ariana Yay, back in january my little she's about to be four months old and you know i think we decided that it's best for us to best scenario or best decision is for me to stay home with the kids for now um and go from there because i think we're stable enough for us to be home so as of right now unfortunately i will not be going back to work kim i'm so sorry but i do come visit you guys so i know it's different it's not the same but i will wanting to hopefully one day go back to work how do you feel being a stay-at-home mom though it's a little stressful but do you love it it's like yes and no, because you know I do miss interacting with other people other than Mackenzie. Like adults. Yeah, um, you know, just I don't know, enjoying work life, I guess. But I will will go back to work one day, just not yet. That's fine. Uh, if you guys hear me coughing or sneezing up, I apologize. I'm getting over this cold that I had. Yeah, reason um, why we have to do it today instead sorry. of a Saturday. <laughs> Um, so I apologize in advance if you hear me sneezing or coughing. It's not COVID, I promise. I got tested like three times. Um, if not, I wouldn't be here right now yeah. recording. So. so, but um, so back to we're gonna do a little bit of a true crime story called Catherine Knight. So like I said, it's gonna be a little graphic. Ex- yeah, a little graphic. Um, so just to give you guys a heads up, but maybe if you guys have any other stories or anything like that, any other person that you recommend us talking about. Let us know, and we will find that out. But so today we decided to do a girl or a lady, I would say, named Catherine Knight. So Catherine Knight. So she was born on October twenty fourth, nineteen fifty five, and she was the first Australian woman to be sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. Um, so she was convicted of a murder of her partner, John Charles uh, Thomas Price in february 2000 and, and is currently in prison at the silver water women's correctional center um in new south wales so before i get into what she did this will be a little backstory of her early life and family so she was um born and raised in an unconventional and dysfunctional family environment uh her mother barbara ruhan born uh yeah <laughs> rohan sorry i'm kind of like reading off this but kind of like a summary of it too um had been married to jack and lived with him in a small town of aberdeen in new south wales hunter valley um so they both had four sons before barbara began adulterous relationship with ken knight and a mm. friend and co-worker of her husband so that's crazy um and it's only gonna get crazier <laughs> um 
So the Ruhan and the Knight families were well known in the conservative royal town and the affair caused by major scandal. Um, let's see, the local backlash forced Barbara and Ken to move to Moree. Um, I guess that's a town in Australia, I guess. Um, like and so none of her four sons went with her. The two eldest boys continued to reside with her father, uh, with their father, uh, while their two younger sons were sent to be raised by their aunt in Sydney. Um, so Barbara had four additional children with Ken, including two uh, twin girls born in 1955 in Tenterfield. So Catherine Knight was one of the one of these twin daughters. So I guess uh, what's her name? I guess Barbara is Catherine's mother. It seems yeah. like. Um, in 1959, when Knight was four, um, Jack Ruhan died, and, uh, and he has two older boys and who have been living with him, moved in with Barbara, I guess their mother, um, and Ken. So Ken Knight was an alcoholic who openly used violence and imita- intimidation and would rape his wife, Barbara, up to ten times a day. Wow. Um, sorry, I'm kind of like fighting all this out too. I'm this is crazy. Along. Um, Barbara, in turn, often uh, told her daughters intimate details of her sex life and how much she hated sex and men. Later, Catherine Knight complained to her mother that one of her partners wanted her to take part in a sex act she did not want to perform. Um, And Barbara told her to put up with it and stop complaining. Wow. (laughs) Imagine. Jeez. Um... Knight claims that she was frequently sexually assaulted by several members of her family, though not by her father, which continued until she was age 11. Wow. They're so little. I mean, she's so little. No wonder she turned out crazy. Like, that's so sad. (laughs) See, that's my thing. It's like the nature versus nurture. Yeah. Factor. Like, is she, did she go crazy because... I'm sure. I mean, if she's been like... nature, be nurture. Because if she's telling her mom, like, you know that she's getting raped and that she's doing things that she doesn't want to. And her mom's like, but you have to do it. Like, in a kid's mind, I wonder what they think. I can't, I, I have, I cannot do, I don't know. I can't imagine. Um, although there are doubts about the details, psychiatrists accept her claims and the events have been largely confirmed by other members of the family. So Barbara's great-grandmother was indigenous Australian from Moree area who had married an Irishman. Ooh, Irishman. Huh. Um, Barbara was proud of the fact that they identified as aboriginal? I don't know what so that means. So it means that um, aboriginal Australians are the various indigenous peoples of Australian mainland and many of its islands. So it's part of one of those islands that um, that they come from, pretty much. Hmm, huh. Interesting. Um, so this was kept a family secret as there was considerably racism in the area at the time. And Barbara's descent was a source of tension for the children. Um, a part of the twin sister, the only person whom Knight was close to was her uncle, Oscar, who was a champion horseman. Ooh. Uh, she was devastated when he committed suicide in 1969 and continues to maintain his ghost that his ghost visits her. What? And the family moved back to Aberdeen the same year. Okay, so she attended Musselwell Brook High School. Night, uh, oh, yeah, the high school. <laughs> um, and then she became a loner 
and is remembered by classmates as a bully who stood over small who stood over smaller children. Well, I wonder where she got that from. Um, she assaulted at least one boy at school with a weapon. Jesus. <laughs> was uh, was once injured by a teacher. Um, who subsequently I can't read. I'm so sorry. Uh, found to have acted in self defense. Hmm. Uh, by contrast, we were uh, when not in a rage. Knight was a model student and often earned awards for her good behavior. <coughs> Upon leaving school at 15, without having learned to read or write, she gained employment as a cutter in the clothing factory. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's how it was back then. It was either you work in a factory or you worked like with your parents somewhere. Yeah, I forget. I just forget how like long ago this was. Um, I'm just thinking about today's day. Yeah, <laughs> today's that world. is way different. Um, so 12 months later, she left a job to uh, what she referred to as a dream job. Um, cutting up offal at the local abattoir. Abattoir? What is that? It's a slaughterhouse. Oh. A facility where animals are slaughtered to provide food for humans. So you guys already know where this is going at, kind of. <laughs> um, there, was she, uh, there she was quickly promoted to boning and went... Uh, was given her own set of butcher's knives. At home, the knives were hung over the bed so that they would always be handy if needed them. A huh. habit she continued until her incarnation everywhere she lived. That's crazy. So then, I know, I, they said that she had a few other relationships. Yes, yeah, uh, guy named David, David Saunders and then John Chillingworth. But <sighs> it was John Price who she ended up um, killing. So it says, uh, John Charles Thomas Price was born April 4th, 1955. He was a father of three children when Knight had an affair with him. Oh, so, ooh, okay. Reputedly, a uh, terrific bloke, liked by everyone who knew him. His own marriage had ended in 1988. I was a year year old. While his two-year-old daughter had remained with his former wife, the two older children lived with him. Price was well aware of Knight's violent reputation. Oh, he, okay. As she moved into Hmm. his house in 1995. His children liked her. He was making a lot of money working in the local mines, and apart from violent arguments, at first, life was a bunch of roses. Jeez. Okay. Um, Mm In 1998, this was recent. Not like I mean, recent. 1998, I was, how old? I was like... Five. Five years old. And I was 11. That's crazy. Knight and Price fought over his refusal to marry her. In retaliation, she videotaped items he had allegedly stolen from work and sent the tape to his boss. What? Blackmail. Although the items were out-of-date medical kits he had scavenged from the, um, the company Rubbish Tip, Prince was fired from the job he had held for 17 years. Oh, that same no. day, he kicked her out, Good. and she returned to her own home while news of what she had done spread throughout the town. A few months later, Price restarted the relationship, although he now refused to allow her to move in with him. The fighting became even more frequent, and most of his friends would no longer have anything to do with him while they remained together. I mean, if you already know her past, and you know her, like, the violent, yeah. why would you want to be with her and have her move? You got kids! I have no idea. And I don't care how, how old the kids are. You got kids. Like, what if you're in a home and she, like, murders them? Knowing the background story. But this that's the crazy part. Because back then, and, like, you know, it's not, like, as irrelevant, I guess. 
I don't know. I just feel like if I am seeing someone or dating someone or whatnot, and I find out, like, a dark past like that, I would be like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. I'll pass. Especially if I have kids. Definitely. Because I wouldn't, I don't know. I can't even imagine. I cannot. All right. It's just it's too gonna much get crazier to take in already. <laughs> okay. Oh, so I'm just reading about David Sounders. So that's like her first relationship. Is it? I think it was. Mary. Oh no! I think this is the guy that. Because this happened in 1986. Well, this was two years. All right, so let's go back to... Okay, well, we'll just talk about to uh, the marriage of David Kellett. So that was, a, that was the first co-worker that she met um, in 1973. Um, they got engaged... Uh, oh, no. Kellett was engaged in heavy drinking, which stemmed into two dramatic incidents um, from his previous railway job in Coffs Harbor. Um, so first, when his best friend was killed in front of him in a sh- shunting accident... Let me see what shunting is. Uh, the process of so shunting is in uh, railway operations is the process of sh- sorting items of rolling stock in complete trains or the reverse. Oh, it's the switching. Okay, so in the United States, this is acti- activity is known as switching. Okay. Um, so the, that was an accident that his best friend got killed in, and later when he rescued injured occupants of a school bus in Kempsey which had been struck by a train killing six children oh my gosh um he eventually lost a job due to deteriorating behavior and performance but soon got back to at a nearby Aberdeen abattoir and became close friends with Knight's brother okay so let's see often if Kelly got into a fight Knight would step in and back him up with her fist okay good for her wow um, right, never getting violent. Um, in Aberdeen, she was well known for physically threatening anyone who upset her. Knight married Kelly in 1974. At her request, with couple arriving at the service on her motorcycle, uh, with very uh, with a very intoxicated Kelly in the pillin, <laughs> I guess meaning in the back, I guess. Um, as soon as they arrived, Knight's mother Barbara gave Kelly some advice. Oh, oh, okay, let's see. So what she said, quote, the old girl which was, I guess, Knight's mother, said to me to watch out. You'll better watch this one or she'll... Uh, so this is going to be a little curse words over here. Effing. Just like effing. So effing kill you. <laughs> yeah. Stir her up in the wrong way or do the wrong thing or you're effed. Don't ever think of playing up on her, cheating, her, basically cheating on her. She'll effing kill you. And she was her mother talking. She told me she got something loose. She got a screw loose somewhere. End quote. That's, what That's another thing. You already know her past, and yet you decide to marry her. Yeah. So and her own I, mother like, is telling I, you something to watch out. Like, I don't understand. Like, people are getting, like, these red flags already, and they're like, no, it's okay. Let's just marry her anyways. I don't understand. If you guys want to just put a pause on this for a second, um, all of this is on Wikipedia. So, if you guys ever want to look it up for yourself to go more into detail, yeah, um, it's definitely on Wikipedia. Like, everything's there. And that's where we're kind of getting our information from basically <laughs> yeah. um so on their wedding night night tried to strangle kelly and there we go that's red flag right there <laughs> second red flag i would say uh she later explained it was because he fell asleep only after having intercourse three times 
Are you kidding me? Really? Oh, my oh, gosh. My gosh. Uh, the marriage pro, uh, proved particularly violent, and on one occasion, a heavily pregnant knight burned all of Kellett's clothing and shoes before hitting him across the back with the head with a frying pan, <laughs> simply because he had arrived home late from a darts competition after reaching the finals. Wow. Um, in fear of his life, Kellett fled before collapsing in the, in the neighbor's house and was treated for severely fractured skull. Damn, she might have threw that thing. Um, police uh, wanted to charge Knight, but she changed her behavior into integra- integrating uh, Kellett and talked to him into dropping the, uh, the charges. Oh, are oh, you serious? On. Come on. <laughs> I don't know how many more red flags you need. If, his, if her own mother is saying, you better watch out. That's flag number one. No, the, the other one before. Remember, they got to heated arguments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, either, I mean, either heated arguments, I mean. But, like, yeah. I don't know. This is so weird. Um, So, in May 1976, shortly after birth of their first child, Melissa Ann, um, Kelly left night for another woman to Mm. move to Queensland. Oh, that's a bad idea. You know what's going to happen. Apparently unable to cope with the abuse. The next day, Knight was seen pushing her new baby. Oh, my God. In a pram down the street. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I thought she was like pushing baby somewhere. Pram is like a like a little, um, like baby carriages, yeah. uh, car seat, backpack, bassinet, something like that. But then, so she was pushing her new baby down the street and violently throwing the the bassinet or the baby or the stroller, I would say, um, from side to side. Oh my oh god. My god. She was admitted to St. Elmo's Hospital in Tamworth, where she was diagnosed with postnatal depression and spent several weeks recovering yeah okay i think she needs more than that um after being released knight placed two-month-old melissa on a railroad line shortly before the train was due then she uh she stole an axe went into town and threatened to kill several people oh my god what the hell of in an i get like uh, uh, this is too this is crazy uh, it's not, it's only gonna get worse. Thought, honestly. <laughs> um, a vagrant known as the district as Old Ted was forging near um, the railway line, found and rescued Melissa by all accounts only minutes before the train passed. And how long is two months? Two months two old. Two months old, baby. That's crazy. Knight was arrested again, taken to St. Elmo's Hospital, but apparently she recovered and signed herself out the following day. I guess that's why this they don't do that anymore. This girl needs, like, psychological, <laughs> like, severe help. Like, straps and everything, because apparently, <clears throat> like, I don't know how they could just sign yourself out somewhere. You can't. I mean, I don't know how it was back then, but... I guess nowadays you can't. Um, no, I don't think you can. I think someone else has to come and get you or whatever. So, <laughs> Jesus. So, you continue. So, it says, a few days later, Knight slashed the face of a woman with one of her knives and demanded oh she drive her to Queensland to find Kellett. The woman escaped after they stopped at a service station, but by the time police arrived, Knight had taken a young boy hostage. Yo, this girl's crazy. Oh, my god. And gosh. was threatening him with a knife. She was disarmed when police attacked her with brooms. Really? With brooms? Wait, what? Attacked her with brooms? With brooms. And was uh, admitted kind of like to the... the um, what they had like the um what is that called not brooms i mean like the um, oh yeah, yeah no okay i know what you're talking about it, it like starts the with a b yeah something like that batons yes right, there, you, there go. you go 
and was admitted. She was admitted to Mor- Morissette Psychiatric Hospital. Now, finally, Knight told the nurses she had intended to kill the mechanic at the service station because he had to. He had repaired Kellett's car, which had allowed him to leave and then kill both her husband and his mother when she arrived in Queensland. What? When police informed Kellett of the incident, he left his girlfriend and moved to Aberdeen with his mother to support Knight. Okay, what? What? He left his girlfriend and took his mom and went back to her. Why? This is so... What the hell? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, Knight was released on August 9th, 1976 into the care of her mother-in-law along with Kellett. Moved to Ipswich, I guess. I uh, a a city, city west of uh, Brisbane where she obtained a job at Dinmore Meatworks. On, six, on March 6, 1983, they had another daughter, Natasha Marie. In 1984, Knight left Kellett and moved, first to her parents' house in Aberdeen, then to a rented house in nearby Moosewell Brook. Although she returned to work as the ab- abattoir, she injured her back the following year and went on disability pension. She... Since she no longer needed to rent accommodation close to her work, the government gave her housing commission residence to Aberdeen. I I don't know. So, fast forward to John Price. That's the husband. Now this is the recent husband. Yes. So She had other, like, relationships, but we're not going to go into too much of that. Yeah, that's going to be too much. That's where you guys can look it up and... Yeah, if I mean the other the other one, David Saunders, is the one that like she just had a few altercations with. Um, and, so yeah. yeah. So before we go into his story, oh wait, but there's a cra- there's a crazy thing. So with David Saunders, I'm gonna just go into it a little like really quick. Um, so he was 38 years old, and they met in 1986. Um. And a few months later, he moved in with her, with her and her daughters. Although he kept his old apartment in Scone, so he had his own apartment. But Knight soon became jealous regarding what he did, and was not around, and would often throw him out. Um, then he would come in, come back to the apartment. She would be like, beg. Uh, no, she. Yeah, he would move back to his apartment in Scone, um, where she would um, would follow him there and beg to, for him to return. In May 1987, she cut the throat of his two-month-old dingo pup in front of him for no more reason than an example of what would happen if he ever had an affair before going back to knock on, um, before going on to knock him unconscious with a frying pan. Yo, I think frying pans is her thing. And in June 1988, she gave birth to their third daughter, Sarah, which prompted Saunders to to put a deposit on the house. Knight pay, um, paid off the deposit when when her workers' compensation came through in 1989. So they decorated the house throughout the an, uh, so they decorated the house throughout with animal skin, skins, skulls, Ew. horns, rusty animal traps, leather jackets, old boots, machetes, rakes, and pitchforks. No space, including the ceilings, was left uncovered. Yeah. It's like a horror. I mean, what? I watch horror movies, but I would imagine this is what it. Imagine going to somebody's house and you see this. I would just walk right out. I'd be like, "I'm sorry, I got something to do. I forgot. Bye." Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I wouldn't even say anything. I'll just walk right out and just go in my car really fast. Cause that's <laughs> just like a little weird. Um, 
So they had, um, after an argument that they had, she hit him with in the face with an iron Ooh. before stabbing him in the abdomen oh. with a pair of scissors. Then he moved back to go into his apartment, but when he later returned home to Aberdeen, he found she had cut up all of his clothes. Sounders took a long uh, took a long service leave and went into hiding. <laughs> I would too. Screw that. Like I would get like uh, what's it called? Restraining orders and the stuff. Restraining order. And what else do they have? Um, protection. Protective service. Protection order or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um. So then you get bodyguards or something. Something like that. Um. Let's see. Where was I? Okay. So they took. Yeah. So he went to hiding. Um, and he, she tried to find him, but no one, no one admitted to knowing where his, uh, where he was. A uh, couple months later, later, or several months later, um, he returned to see his daughter to, and found out the night had gone to the police to, and unjustified told them that she was afraid of him. And they issued an apprehended violence order against him. <laughs> She's freaking crazy. Okay, so now we'll go to, into John so, Price. Yeah, so, um, in February 2000... So this is going to be, like, now the actual murder of John Price. It's um, graphic, just FYI. Yeah, very graphic, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, so back in 2000, um, a series of assaults on Price cumulated with Knight, stabbing him in the chest. Jesus. Finally fed up. Yeah, I would be fed up, too. <laughs> Even, especially at the first one. Um, he kicked her out of the house. Oh, I, I got stabbed, so now you can leave. Yeah, right? Like, oh, <laughs> it's not even once. It's, like, a couple of times. Right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm fed up with your stabbings. Like, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> Cross the line with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, on nine, uh, February 29th, he stopped at the Scone Magistrate's Court on his way to work and took out a restraining order in an attempt to keep her away from um, from both himself and his children. Um, that afternoon, Price told his co-workers that if he did not come back to work the next day, he would be, um, it would be because of night and, um, that she had murdered him. Damn. Damn, he's really cautious. Or not cautious, but, like, really, he knew he was going to get murdered. in a sense. Uh, despite their pleas that Price should not return home, he stated that he was afraid of night would kill his children if he did not. Um, ugh, excuse me. Um, Price arrived home to find out the night, although they're not her, she was not her, uh, th- although not there herself, um, he had sent his children away for a sleepover at the friend's house. Um, he then spent the evening with his neighbors before returning home and going to bed at 11 p.m. Earlier that day, Knight had brought a new black lingerie and had videotaped all her children while making comments which has have since been interpreted. Um, Oh my god. As uh, interpreted. Pre- oh my god, I can't read. What is that? <laughs> uh, oh man. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Had, uh, so it's basically a crude uh, will. Uh, she later arrived at Prin- uh, Prince's house while, or Price's house, while she. Oh my gosh, I cannot read. I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> she later arrived at Price's house while he was sleeping and sat watching television for a few minutes before having um, to, I guess, take a shower. She then woke up Price and they had sex after which he fell asleep. Now, don't fall asleep. Um, God forbid. So, I, he was afraid of her. You were restraining afraid of order her. And all that. You get a restraining order. You tell your wor- your coworkers that you might die, and you have sex. but you still go home. But you sent the kids to a sleepover. You could have left then. 
I guess he was just trying to act normal in a way so it doesn't piss her off. And then, like, he was trying to, like, She's crazy save his life. Is. I know, but you have to kind of, like, act like everything's normal. Because if you, like, don't act... Mm-mm. Like, if you act something different, then she's going to notice something, and then that's it, you're dead. That's Even insane. though... <laughs> Alright. Here comes, like, the gross part, I guess. At 6 a.m. the next day, the neighbor became concerned that Price's car was still in the driveway when he did not arrive at work. His employer sent a worker to see what was wrong. Hence, they already knew something was up because he had already mentioned it. Both the neighbor and the worker tried knocking on Price's bedroom window to wake him, but they alerted police after noticing blood on the front door. Police arrived at 8 a.m., breaking down the back door. Police found Price's body with night comatose. Comatose. She's basically, like, knocked out. Oh. Oh, yeah, duh. From taking a large number of pills. Okay, so she tried to even... I don't think From what it to... looks like, she tried to even commit suicide. Maybe. Hmm. She had stabbed Price with the butcher's knife while he was sleeping. According to the blood evidence, he awoke and tried to turn the light before attempting to escape while Knight chased him through the house. He managed to open the front door to get outside, but he either stumbled back inside or was dragged back into the hallway, where he finally died after bleeding out. Later, Knight went to the Aberdeen and withdrew $1,000 from Price's account on a, at an ATM. Price's autopsy revealed that he had been stabbed at least 37 times in both the front and back of his body, with many of the wounds extending into vital organs. Nice. That's not even the worst part. It's going to get even nastier. <laughs> I think this one's going to be like... So if you guys ate before this next paragraph, I apologize. Yeah, please. <laughs> so warning. Just so several hours after Price had died, Knight skinned him and hung the skin from a meat hook on the architrive of a door. Like a beam. Oh, okay. Uh, to the lounge room. Um, she then decapitated Price and cooked parts of his body, serving up the meat with a baked potato, pumpkin, oh. beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, yellow I squash, and gravy into in two settings at the dinner table, along with notes beside each plate, each having the name of one of Price's children on it. She was preparing to serve his body parts to his children. A third meal was thrown on the back of the lawn for unknown reasons, and it, it speculated that Knight had attempted to eat it, but could not. Well, yeah, duh. duh. Uh, this has been put forward in support of her claim that she has no memory of the crime. What? How do you have no memory of the crime? Well, no, she took all those pills, too. <laughs> yeah, but still, you have to have some sort of, like recollection of like don't people like have like a blackout session where like people just black out when they do stuff though yeah but that that shouldn't be an excuse for you to get away with no it's not an excuse but like don't people have that though in real life i guess so like they black out and they do something i mean i can't i guess that does happen i I mean i never really experienced that myself so i can't her thing of blacking out is not true look at her past so price's head was found in a pot with vegetables it's not funny, but, like, it's just, like, one of those it's laughs. Disgusting. Like, it's just crazy. Um, the pot was still warm, estimated to be at between 40 and 50 degrees Celsius, which is 104 or, and 122 degrees Fahrenheit, indicating that the cooking had been taking place early that morning. Um, 
and sometime later, Knight arranged the body with the left arm draped over an empty 1.25 liter soft drink bottle with the legs crossed. What? What? This was claimed in court to be an act of defilement, demonstrating Knight's contempt of Price. Knight had left a handwritten note on top of a photograph of Price um, and blood stra- bloodstained and covered with small pieces of flesh. It read, quote, Time got you back, Jonathan, for raping my daughter. Um, you to you to Beck, which was Price's daughter for Ross, for little John, his which is his son. Now play with the little uh, with little John's dick, mm. John Bryce. End quote. <laughs> oh my gosh! You can tell that she did not learn how to read or write. No, because that was just like that was really weird. Um, the accusations in the note were found to be. Groundless. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of it. Imagine you being the cop and you show up to the house. You walk to the door. <laughs> there's blood everywhere. There's like a head on a stove. Is, no. Like th- the skin. Yo. I her like working f- at the butcher place made her. Like, because who else would know how to skin somebody? Well, remember, she was working in a butcher but that's what i'm saying like how do you how do not a normal person who doesn't work at a butcher place wouldn't know how to skin somebody i don't know this girl's crazy well remember it all leads back to when she was younger well her childhood right yeah that's what happened like that's probably what what that's the thing it's like how do you so being in trial right how do you even it's not to justify it. It's not. I'm not saying to just like, oh yeah, because she had a bad childhood, just you know, let her go. She's obviously crazy. Yeah. But like, would you charge somebody the same if someone else did the same thing, but they had a good childhood? You know what I mean. No matter what you do, it, it, like your childhood doesn't make an excuse for what you did. No, it's not an excuse. So, but I wonder yeah, if they'd be, be like charged the differently, charge. like. You would get charged jail time, obviously, but then you would also be in a psychiatric hospital at the same time. You know what I mean? That goes for anybody who murders anybody. Yeah, those people are crazy. I don't think it matters. I don't think they even matter, like, what, they don't even look back to your childhood. I mean, they might, like, just for, like, investigation purposes, but I don't think that changes the charge of, like... Like, how do you, how can people, like, just wake up and be like, yeah, or feel comfortable enough to just stab somebody? I don't know. I, I feel we're killing a bug. I hate bugs, so they can just... No, I know, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like... I don't know. It's... I, I, I can't imagine. I guess crazy And this is, like, recent. There. This is, like, now that like, we're talking about, like, 2000. Well, this is a trial now. We're, we can get into the trial. So, that yeah. Back in 2001. So the trial says that Knight's initial offer to plead guilty to manslaughter was rejected. What? What? But she's guilty. And she was arranged on March 2nd, 2001 on the charge of murdering Price to which she entered a plea of not guilty. Her trial was initially fixed for July 23rd, 2001 but was adjourned date to her counsel's illness and it was refixed for October 15, 2001. But hold on. If she's the one her offer is to plead guilty to manslaughter was rejected, why? Because it is manslaughter. Yeah. And then they're telling her to plead not guilty for murdering her husband. But then it says it got arraigned on March 2nd, charge of murder. Yeah, because it looks like her. 
attorney or whoever but fell sick. To which she entered a plea of not guilty. So what? It doesn't make any sense. That doesn't. Uh, when the trial commenced, Justice Barry O'Keefe offered the jury the 60 jury, oh, 60 people. 60, wow. Prospects, the option of being excused due to the nature of photographic evidence, which five accepted. When the witness list was read out to the prospects, several more also dropped out, after which the jury was in, impaneled. Knight's attorneys then spoke to the judge, who adjourned to the following day. The next morning, Knight charged her plea to guilty, and the jury was dismissed. It was then made public that Justice O'Keefe had been advised of the plea change the day before. He had adjourned the trial and then ordered a psychiatric assessment overnight to determine if Knight understood the consequences of a guilty plea and was fit to make such a plea. Knight's legal team had planned to defend Knight by claiming amnesia and disassociation. Huh. Uh, hmm. A concept that has been developed over time and anyway, experiences ranging from a mild emotional detachment from the immediate surroundings to a more severe disconnection from physical or an emotional experiences. That's insane. Which is crazy is that like some people when they like, let's say for like a mass shooting and they claim that there's something wrong with them mentally to just to get out of jail, like jail time. That, that's what I'm saying. Like if there's something mentally wrong with you because of what happened in your past. That's what that's what I meant before. Like, oh, how do you before. how do you do you get charged exactly the same, or you still get charged, but in a different manner because psychologically you're not all there, you know? Yeah. Um. Although they did consider her sane. What? No way. The psychiatrists consider her sane. Two psychiatrists concluded that Nay suffered from borderline personality disorder. No reason has ever been given for the guilty plea, and despite giving it, Knight still refused to accept responsibility for her actions. Oh At the sentencing hearing, Knight's lawyers requested that she be excused to avoid hearing some of the facts, but the application was refused. When Timothy Lyons took the stand and described the skinning and decapitation, Knight became hysterical and had to be sedated. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> On November 8th, Justice O'Keefe pointed out that the nature of the crime and Knight's lack of remorse required a severe penalty. He sentenced her to life imprisonment, a refused to fix a non-parole period, and ordered that her papers be marked never to be released. The first time that this had been imposed on a woman in Australian history. Wow. In June 2006... Um, Knight appealed the life sentence, claiming that the penalty of life in prison without possibility of parole was too severe for the killing. Mm, you didn't just no. kill him. Like, you... Come on. You, like... You skinned him and decapitated yeah. everything. Ugh. Yeah. Come Justices on. Peter McClennan, Michael Adams, and Megan Lath- Latham dismissed the appeal on the North South Wales Court of uh, Criminal Appeal in September with Justice McClennan writing by in his judgment this was appalling crime almost beyond contemplation in a civilized society i'm surprised wow. i gotta look it up if australia um the whole death penalty because i feel like that deserves a te- like that severe yeah. case like that deserves like a death penalty of course um let me look it up see if There's i can like find the, it i don't know that's just crazy though why would you <sighs> like the fact that like I wonder how people feel as they're doing something like that. Like, what goes through their mind? Like, I've always wondered, like, what goes through their mind or 
what they actually think of or like if they actually planned it or they just left for it like it's just crazy i just just want to understand like people even now like you see like there's a lot of stories now that people are out just shooting everywhere yeah like how do you wake up and be like okay i'm gonna go kill somebody today is it like a plant thing or is like are you that like psychotic or is there something seriously wrong that like it's blocking you from judgment. Well, someone told me. I forgot who it was. It might have been... I can't remember who it was. But someone said that since the society is so bad that, like, living, like, being like being able to live and all that, it's just, like, it's working paycheck to paycheck. And, like, if you, like, let's say that person goes out and starts shooting people, they go to jail and it's free housing, free food. And, like, you're just there, free living, like, not having to worry about... So people are just doing this so they don't have to pay bills. Basically. I mean, that's not... I don't know if it's true, but it seems like it because there's more and more shootings recently. Just go rob a bank. You'll be in jail for a while. That's what I said. Like, you don't have to go and kill people. Like, Like, don't... Yeah, don't just take somebody's life. Like, a crazy... Another crime, but not, like, killings or, you know, kidnapping or nothing like that. Nothing crazy, but... Come on, like, think of something else for you going to jail. Not, like, shooting other people. Like, other people have families. I just don't get it. Well, in Australia, they they abolished it. They had it at one point, and then they took it out. So, they don't... They oppose it. So, now, now I get why they did life without parole. Yeah. She's probably still there. I'm about to write this chick. No, I'm just kidding. Is she going to come find me and freaking skin me too? Oh my gosh, don't say that. <laughs> no, see. but seriously, like, I wonder what people will go through these, mo- like, what goes through their minds. Like, I don't understand. I mean, she's still living. She's still living, right? She's 66 years old right now. Yeah. And she's still, I guess, in jail. Yeah, she ugly as hell. I'm sorry, Catherine, but you look freaking crazy as but, like, how can, like, I don't understand how you can, like, it, it just boggles my mind how you can stab somebody that many times. <laughs> There's, like, an article that says, Catherine Knight killed her boyfriend and made him into stew. <laughs> oh, God. Well, pretty much. Ew. But that's gross. I don't understand how people can live like that. Well, or, like, be, like, just... I mean, psychologically, there's ha- there has to be something wrong with her in a sense of, like, when she put her two-month-old baby at the railroad track. Yeah, like, like well, the baby didn't there. do anything to you. Like, so this there. is more than, like, people cheating on her or leaving her or whatnot. Like, there is something, and the fact that the psychiatrist said that she was sane, I don't believe that. Well, remember, it also goes up back to, all back to the childhood and what happened to her, but... Yeah, but she's not sane. Like, if somebody, like kill somebody and then you go to court you're a part of the jury what would you think you have all this evidence you see all these pictures you see like the skin hanging you see all the graphic pictures and then they say the psychiatrist says that she's sane i'd be like no she's not no she's not there's no way i've always wanted to do like jury duty in these like crazy like um cases like just to go into like something crazy like that there's a there's actually a comedian that I follow. She said that she's like I would be bad at jury duty. 
she's like, you know what? Jury dirty. Uh, jury dirty. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. And she said, I will look at the picture. It'll be so, it'll be, she's like, my luck would be some abusive case. And she said, the picture will pull up. The girl's all beat up. He'll be, and she'll get up and be like, uh-uh, guilty. Guilty. Oh she was like, I would be so bad at it. I always wanted to just be in a trial just to see how it is. Um, but oh, it's a lot because me just watching the John versus Amber case just at home is like a lot because like some pe- it's just some of the depositions are just like boring. I just want to walk away. <laughs> that trial we are definitely gonna get into. Yeah, um, it's once la- it's last over. week. That is a lot of information. It's last week and next week. Either this week the jury's gonna make a decision or next week. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll do it like next weekend. Maybe in the next episode or the episode after that. We'll go into Probably it. Probably in the two episodes. Yeah. Just to get more information on it. Yeah. But this girl, Catherine, jeez. I don't know, girl. I wonder if her kids Didn't talk to her. That. I doubt it, knowing that your mom skinned and chopped the head off of their father. I wouldn't. I wonder what no. what his kids thought. Oh, I'm sure they're, because like, it's traumatized. Not like, it's not like, oh, daddy died. No, like, no. your dad got chopped up and, like, you, you're about to eat his body parts. Disgusting. Ew. Uh-uh. I wish I didn't eat before this. I'm fine. It's just, it's just See, crazy. you're good at this stuff. I'm not. I'm fine. I'm really not. But, anyways, guys, so thank you for listening to our true crime, very graphic <laughs> if you haven't already subscribe to our youtube channel dj talk please or like and visit comment. our instagram um dj talk dj, yes, DJ dot, dot talk. talk that's our instagram we are going to come up with the facebook page at some point yes uh like subscribe share um and we will talk to you guys next week and please drop questions so we can do our ex- uh, segment ask us anything All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.